Welcome to Embrace the Mess, where we navigate the messy, challenging, and ultimately rewarding reality of trying to break down the barriers that prohibit vulnerability and creativity between educators and students. Embrace the Mess is a Reimagine ATL podcast. Reimagine ATL exists to equip the next generation of storytellers. Hey, hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of ETM. This is number 11 mini episode featuring a conversation we had with Mr. Dustin Bolton. That's your boy, Gavin. That's my boy. I know Dustin for a minute now, dude. No doubt. But this is the first time he's told me that he is a contract media artist. And I'm like, what is a contract media artist? And then he like hit us with the knowledge. (laughs) No doubt. Dustin's super cool. As y'all know, he came in and did some storyboard work with the kids. And that was really cool because uh, he brought in some tools and technology, some stuff they hadn't really quite seen before. Taking uh, pen on paper, pencils on paper into digital creation. And, you know, he's a graphic novelist and a contract media artist. So uh, he knows all these things and he was able to pass them on. Yeah. He's a big proponent of like introducing kids to like new technology. So... You know, it's not the, f- so the next time they see it won't be the first time they see it. Mm, love it. So another cool thing we talked about is uh, being a passive consumer versus uh, an active creator in uh, in today's world of all this uh, technology, things you can learn, that you can build up your skill set, learn the thing that you're, act- you're, you're consuming versus just consuming it. Um, and, you know, we're talking about things like Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can make a career doing these things or you can just be on it. Yeah. And like really knowing that difference and seeing it as a tool instead of, you know, how some people use it as an addiction. So, Mm. well, all right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our conversation with Dustin and we'll see you all at the end. All right. Thanks for having me. Tell, give us, you know, the brief. Who are you? What kind of artist? What do you do? Why? Oh, dope. Um, So I definitely am like a uh, kind of a contract media artist for the most part, in terms of, like, my day job. And then, at the same time, I'm a a comic book artist and writer. Um, I'm in the middle of my first graphic novel release. I was supposed to have the uh, publishing date for this year, but given with the whole world under coronavirus, we we got all of our publishing pushed um, just across the board. I mean, they're not even releasing... Major studios aren't releasing movies, so we're not really looking to get any, you know, other entertainment projects out. Uh, My first book is an all-ages graphic novel um, titled Kudzu, Heart of the Mountain. And the whole premise of Kudzu is uh, a story about this boy that grows up in this community that exists in a time well after the Earth is destroyed. And so human civilization is destroyed, and... It tells a story of like the people that sort of reclaim the earth in this new way and are still dealing with some of the traumas of the the past from the previous world in the war that destroyed the world and sort of the promise of creating a better future out of that destruction. In, in like the work that I work in and sort of like my own work, uh, my own narratives are it, it's, it's rooted in fantasy and science fiction. That's sort of the world I like to play in because that's what got me into wanting to be an animator, wanting to be an artist, you know, uh, all the way back when, I guess, as a child. The work that I do today is definitely informed by my background um, growing up in Memphis, Tennessee and kind of having exposure to, like, the you know, black culture and 
uh, the African American, you know, the African American experience in the South here in America, you know, and so much of that experience is uh, influenced by, you know, just the broader American sort of um, struggles, but then the unique sort of creativity that comes from being able to make something from nothing and sort of the, the, the intercultural language that creates new things that birth things like the blues and jazz and rock and roll and birth, you know, the culinary culture that people enjoy and just the colloquial language that informs a lot of, you know, the way our, our literature and everything that surrounds us like here in America and kind of how that's kind of seeded into every part of American culture and then kind of got exported to the rest of the world and kind of having be being at a place where I am a product of that, but then kind of mixing that with sort of my own experience of kind of like embracing like digital technology to create art, having a chance to create something that speaks to all of those touch points hmm. and resonates with me as a person, just kind of the core of who I am. It's, it's, it's a great opportunity. And I'm like really excited to be able to make that real and kind of get that outside of myself and, see what it's like to put it in other people's hands and see where it goes from there. And then in the middle of all that, you know, like I actually do a job where I produce media content for like major corporate corporations. Um, and that's how I make like a, a living, you know, like I, I call it my day job. I mean, it's my career, but right. you know, to be clear about why I do it, I say day job, you know, and I know a lot of people would probably say like, Maybe if you worked in service industry or you worked in retail or you worked in other sectors, you would probably say that's more appropriate to say day job. But I like to kind of create that distinction because sometimes as a creative, you offer up your knowledge and your skill set to the highest bidder in exchange for income, you know, in exchange for resources that you can use and funnel into other ways. And I think it's a it's good to have a healthy relationship with why you're doing that mm. because sometimes people um and I and I in not other people but I've experienced this where I try to make like my work that I do for other people uh reflect uh sort of my um sort of spirit of being a creator and being an artist and when I did that it was a little bit of a mistake because it created a um sort of like almost like the struggle within myself where I felt unfulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't until that I, you know, truly embraced and endeavored on my own work and start to find avenues where it could live. And I allowed like the work that I did for clients to just be, you guys just pay me for my hours and I'm going to take that. And I want to take the other hours that I have. I'm going to focus it on something that I believe in and that I value. So then I get to have like that very healthy separation. You were talking with Kat and she said her teachers tell her that she can't make a career out of art. Teachers make it seem like artists just don't make a life like, you know, we don't have a life outside of after high school and stuff. So once you once you say your first drawing, you don't wanna keep doing it. You don't wanna yeah. keep doing it. And it's not just selling drawings, it's like once you build up a skill set when you're you can work. There are people that they draw for like there are people here that work that I've worked with before that worked on like Marvel movies that do storyboards. 
for like Black Panther and things like that. So people making money. There's a lot of people making really good living, really good salary as working artists. I think we are at a juncture where young people had a vast wealth of potential and knowledge afforded to them at their fingertips, right? Now, there are disparities between access and opportunity. What we're kind of seeing is that um, a lot of uh, that experience with having a cell phone or tablet, uh, it's kind of a catch-22 because it is access, but the type of access that it allows sort of puts you on this path of being a passive consumer, you know? Like the intent to create technology that's more push-button, where it's like you can go on your cell phone and you just push this button and you're in this app. Or yep. maybe you, you know, even today, where like kids are like experimenting with creating, I would say, pretty robust media with TikTok. That's pretty impressive yep. what, what they're able to do. They're learning a media language right. yeah. at a, at a, in a way that like I, I think is unprecedented, right? But there's a lot of the smoke and mirrors and a lot of the things that are behind the um, scenes of those also app experiences that maybe they're not getting sort of immersed in because so much there's a significant divide between the digital sort of consumers and more of the digital creators, right? So when a young person is told there are no careers in art, that's just untrue purely because if you look at the world around you, our world, especially the Western developed world, is essentially everybody's experience boils down to either somebody that cre- built something or created something. That is just art. That's science and engineering, and then that's art and design. I think early exposure is the most critical part. So, like, the work that you guys, you know, engage in with Reimagine and sort of bringing them um, into a, a place where they can actually meet and put get hands-on experience with um, tools that do ladder up into creating video content or whatever thing that you can make. That is a very critical part. That's like getting um, access, right? That's the earlier you can do that with a, a young person, the more advantage they're going to be. The reason we brought you in for that day at Reimagine was to do uh, storyboarding, but you ended up bringing your tablet with you. And that opened up this uh, level of experience that they have with this tool now, which they, which for a lot of them, it was, it was the first time that they had a chance to experience using a tablet. Yeah. All right, let's see, how you, let's see what you can do with this. Yeah. I never worked on anything like this. I don't know. I brought it so y'all could have something extra. Are we like, I don't know what we're supposed yeah. to do. It doesn't matter. They draw anything. I want you to just have a, a you show like, what you I'll can be do able to come back. Like, I don't know. Like, What'd you do? Just draw. You probably got to turn. You got to probably got to Like, I don't know what he did. What did you put it white? on? Like, what? He drawing white on white. I didn't know I did that. Right I kept trying to sketch. You, to, he, 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 you probably got to reset the settings just because. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying to do. But, yeah, just have fun. That's real fun. 
But when they come, I, I want to learn how to do stuff like on the computer. But I want you, but that's why I brought it so that you guys, so that you can at least try it. So when you see it again, you're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Technology is a lot more accessible, but there's this weird thing that's also uh, there with technology is that if you don't know what questions to, if you have questions, right? Right now we're at a juncture where the tools are there. If you don't have that curious mind cultivated to a certain degree, you could stare at your answer. You could have your answer in your pocket, right? You may not know that, right? You could go this whole time with not even knowing that, oh, I could have made a movie on my phone. I didn't <laughs> know that. How do we begin to cultivate like the curious mind? Because then the once they see up see the possibility, they'll acquire the skills. Can you go online and, and hit up YouTube and say, hey, how do I produce an album on my, on my phone? Yeah, there's a lot of videos that will just get right down to the nitty gritty and show that to you. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You actually have to ask that question and you actually have to take that answer and you have to apply it. That's what I want to encourage in, in, in young people. And even even like adults that I run into that are wanting to kind of do a, a creative career or they want to start a new business or something like that. And it's like, yo, don't wait. Like, start start getting these skills. And that can be really intimidating. But then it can also be kind of exciting if you got, like, the right mindset. And I know you guys encourage that with the work you guys do with the kids in the high school and stuff like that. And I think that's a, uh, that's super fortunate they have, that that's something that you're providing. I didn't realize how, like, fortunate I was. It took a minute to realize that, like, I really came up at a time where, those programs were heavily supported. Even when I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, state of Tennessee, we still had state-funded initiatives and programs to, you know, open up the arts for kids. You know, I had AP art mm. in uh, junior year, senior year in high school, where by the time I got to my junior year, I probably had like three to four hours of art in my day. Those things, that early exposure and being able to have access to those things was super advantageous and those are like skill sets that i still rely on today um whenever i'm asked to participate i do i drop whatever i can if i can and show up you know because i don't know how anything moves forward unless people pay it for it and put back in into the younger people around them i, I don't know I don't, i'm not really quite sure people are if it's just gonna be okay with just saying oh well, they're so far removed from people that do these things so how do we get creatives into the classroom what you guys are doing is the first and foremost thing they it's almost like create creatives like people who are professional creatives and i do think a majority of us that are we will go we will show up when asked i think a lot of times we're so we have so much tunnel vision going on in our lives, and everybody does. It would be great if we had social initiatives to incentivize people to be able to leave the work life and put back into the classroom, right? And supplement what teachers can't do. Where are we bullshitting ourselves? Because... <laughs> oh, you're getting real. Yeah, no, I want. let's get real because I need that new phone because it's got the dope calendar system. I can't really manage my time without that. 
But then you get that calendar system and, you know, you still have to make entries into it and you don't do yeah. it, right? All right, I'll start working out next Tuesday when my when my new elastic bands arrive. Yeah. And then they arrive and, you know, you already ate something big, you know, you know I, I work out tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's an overall part of this where... At what point do you write on a note card what your schedule is for the week and then walk over to the library and read about the thing that you want to learn? Like, what is different? How much is truly different from back when we were young and what it is now in terms of, like, what we're actually willing to do to get the thing we want? Discipline is one of the foundations of any great accomplishment. The other one is focus. Yeah. Like the ability to sustain uncompromised focus. Mm -hmm. Another building block would be application of resource. Those three things, I think if anybody were to apply those three things in anything that they wanted to accomplish, they would see immediate uh, results. Discipline is lacking because they are not given the means because discipline and focus are actually interrelated, right? Mm -hmm. If your life is disrupted where because of external circumstances, you don't have the freedom of time and stability, then you don't get to cultivate discipline. Maybe you have to get later in life where you, where you're no longer under uh, a, a stressed environment. And then you have to practice discipline and maybe you're like 25 or 30 years old and you're just now kind of thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas maybe somebody else, they got to they got to be able to do that when they were much younger, you know. Yeah. And then focus is interrelated with discipline because you have to have clarity of mind, and clarity of mind comes with not is overwhelmed by anxiety, not is unindated by an environment that is constantly vying for your attention, or you're constantly have to kind of do this, do that. You know, clarity, like environment, like just the clarity of environment, clarity of space, being able to control the space around you begins to shape, give you the grounds for being able to say, you know what? Discipline is what I'm going to do every day. Focus is what is, is sustaining uh, whatever task that I, that I need to do every day. Focus is the ability to sit there and do it. Now, here you have the other resource. Usually that's just the resource of money or the resource of time. And that actually is foundational to the discipline and the focus. How does that work for a younger person? All three of those factors are compromised for young people. Their ability to, to, to develop di discipline is being impacted by the very thing that should be their tool to be able to make their album, to be able to make their movie, to be able to write their songs, to be able to develop their products, to be able to do that, right? Yeah. Because engineers have created a very good tool to supplant their discipline and focus and turn their time into somebody else's money. And this right? is not, I mean, this is, you know, what you're saying, although you framed it in, the ter in terms of teenagers, this is everybody. It's everybody, but the most profitable sector right. of the app and social economy are teenagers. Right. They're overwhelmed by it to the degree that I don't even think us as adults are fully understanding because their brains are still developing. Yeah, ours, yeah. 
we kind of developed our brains at a time when we weren't being, the assault wasn't there. You got young people that they're exposed to luxury items as an aspiration in a way that I don't think people are really comprehending how damaging it is to show a 22-year-old with Gucci Fendi Prada driving around in a a luxury car that looks like a spaceship as if that's normal. That's not normal. What these kids think is normal, they should be aspiring to that. Use the tool to do something for you. Do not be used by it. No doubt. Um, what are you listening to right now? Bro, I, right now, I went right back to Lauryn Hill Unplugged. Yeah. That's what I'm listening to. That's what's up. Almost yeah. 20 years ago. Ooh. And it's, it's, uh, it, was, it was futuristic. And the past, all at once, is like a time warp. It's weird how relevant it is, how connected it is. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. All right, Dustin. Uh, it's been real. Speaking facts, truth, uh, super intellectual, bro. This is one of the, my favorite conversations uh, this season. I really appreciate you, bro. Oh, man. That makes me feel really honored. Like, seriously. Like, humbly honored. I uh, just thank you guys for, like, reaching out and, like, letting me uh, get stuff off my chest. <laughs> a pretty good amount of time. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Therapeutic. Yeah, bro. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Yo, Dustin got a bevy of knowledge. He goes deep. There's layers on top of layers on top of layers. Dude, he will talk, bring up like a whole bunch of things I hadn't thought about. And then when you think he's done, he'll be like, but here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I wait, what? what? I thought all that you just said was the thing. (laughs) Cool. Well, I really like what he talks about, you know, regarding building up your skill set especially for these kids. Like, yeah. they're on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Obviously, like, I've seen TikToks and, then, you know, I know what's going on. Being on it and and just watching other people build up followers and potential to add revenue and connecting it to their other socials versus like, hey, I can be that yeah. right? because I have a phone. Yeah. And it's all I need, right? And what is the thing that triggers that thought process, you know? And a lot of kids we work with, boom, they just get it. A lot of them are not, you know, needed a little push. Be like, oh yeah, yeah, you can do it. It's a great way to also engage with the students. If you're not familiar with those tools, if you're not familiar with TikTok, or you don't really want to use it, but you see that they're interested in it, at least giving them that new layer of knowledge on like how it can benefit them or how they can be a creative using it is really important. Yeah, I'm glad we do here at at Reimagine, you know, we talk about teaching film and digital media and it's like some kids want to, they come in loving film. And, you know, that's more and more so the other program, No Comment, um, that Lucci runs. And a lot of kids come in, they're like, I... I love these films and here's why. And I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be a storyteller. Don't want to leave out the kids who are like, I want to be a TikTok creator. Yeah. The reason these things are working is because they tell stories so quickly and it's like candy, you know? And they have to be able to see the benefit of knowing how to use one of the Sonys and using their iPhone or, or 
to make videos. Yeah. You know, those two things can live in the same in the same world together. Well, they do. They can live in the same project together. Mm. So it's it's a tool. So what's and to have them see it as a tool and to see how to put these tools together to create something bigger. And, you know, this is really interesting, Gavin, because this is actually it's not about just teens. It's about all of us. Like speaking for filmmakers, you see what Steven Soderbergh is doing these days. Mm hmm. He's shooting films on an iPhone. Yeah, he's got gadgets and lenses and things like that, but he's doing minimal crews, sometimes even minimal scripts, doing exactly what he wants to do. The average eye doesn't know it's an iPhone. Yeah, and there's a lot of cheap apps out there that open up the capabilities of an iPhone. Mm. So it's important. It's definitely important for us to know that, you know, you don't have to wait till you have access to an Alexa write something that you can do on your phone as as much as you want to you know come out and, and break out with your beautiful looking project it's a write a good story shoot it on your phone minimal resources yeah and it doesn't even matter because I mean Damien Chazelle just made a vertical film and on, on a phone you know and you can, these are tools. If you know how to use them, they can, they'll look, people are not going to notice, you know, and it, it, they might notice, but they'll understand, I think, innately that this is the right tool for what I'm experiencing right now. So it doesn't even matter because I'm already immersed in the story. So build up your skill set, yo. Build the skill set. I mean. And I also appreciate like how he talks to the kids. Like, yeah. Like a, like a human being <laughs> interested in what they have to say calls them out a little bit if <laughs> what they're saying is like wait what's that yeah. but it's just like but really engaging and they have that common bond of like art and illustration to like build off of and how quickly they just like opened up yeah so, um, you know finding those ties with students that you're working with or volunteering you know, that that gets them to open up and just like have those like deeper connections is important. So well, all right, y'all. Thanks for listening to the episode with Dustin. Hope y'all got something out of it. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to Embrace the Mess. Reimagining TL exists to equip the next generation of storytellers. We do this through exposure to different careers and spaces in the film and digital media industry, training students through workshops and special projects, and placement with internships and paid opportunities. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Find out more at reimagineatl.com. <laughs>